Leakin, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. We're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. We are recording early on Thursday because there's a new episode of Lost and that's more important than anything else. Welcome to Pottercast ah. 138. Aren't you glad you're a Potter fan? And Blast that's what you hear. Oh, it could be 138, or it could be one, or what would we do if we ever get to Pottercast 815? <laughs> we would not do it. We would just uh, skip it. Like the 13th floor in a building, we'd just skip it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no. Good Lord. What year would that dead. be? Yes. <laughs> that would be our that's 16th this year. <laughs> that's insane. No, no, I take it back. Yeah, that would be the end of our 16th year. Oh or the middle God. of it, something. That's disgusting. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Lost trivia. All right. Let's move. Again, Pottercast number 138. We're here with uh, myself, Melissa, and John and Sue. And we have a lot of great fun Harry Potter stuff for you this week. Before we do anything else, let's check in with our news muse, the Sues. Oh, we have news. You know why we have news? Because we have filming on location. And we have new photos of Mr. Alan Rickman as Severus Snape. In this little, first we see him walking in just as Alan Rickman. And ta-da! A minute later, we saw another photo of him popped up with his the black hair back, and he's looking awesome. He's very excited. What is it? Snape, Snape has new hair? No, it's the same old black hair. Oh. But it, we had photos from, from location uh, photos. Mm-hmm. And uh, they show the crew, the you know, the actors walking in on, and uh, we saw photos of Rupert Grant walking in. But then it was really funny because the first photo that popped up was like Alan Rickman just like walking casually, you know, his nice jacket, just Alan Rickman-y. And then, and then the next photo we saw, he had his black wig on and he's all in costume and it's like quite the change he wears a wig yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> oh i thought he was just dedicated to the role he's maintained that that wonderful hair you think you think he walks away <laughs> that because he's got quick row hair maybe that's that's a new new magical thing that joe made for him i don't know mm. i don't know but we saw like doubles it was the first time i think i'd seen a double of like for tom felton and we saw like doubles mm-hmm. for for snape and and harry and ron and couple more but i have to share with you a little a little piece from what happens on on set we're, we're okay with with uh, embargo because this is not particular okay. to one movie but the Generic weirdest thing knowledge. happens you 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 think you've seen somebody to your right and you turn around and they're on your left too and you you have like a moment of hysteria until you realize that it's their double oh. <laughs> it's so funny so like in the lunchroom you'll see every the whole like cast sitting at one table or whatever a bunch of the cast and almost the same group of doubles are sitting at another table. I'm, it's so cool. I'm telling you, it takes. You just, Why don't they all sit together? That'd be so well, awesome. They probably, they're like, if they're filming together, they probably across are, from each other, like up, a mirror. Yeah, they probably end up hanging out together, you know. But it's just, it's so weird. So yeah, I like the doubles. They, it's it's always fun. You see them from behind, and you're sure it's the actor, and mm-hmm. then they turn around, and you're like, oh. <laughs> so that's awesome. Kind of creepy. Yeah, that would be weird. Adjust. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine sitting there across from trying to eat lunch, John. That would just be just like too too freaky. It'd be like a little mere mime thing. I don't know. And they look almost identical, right? Like the guy who plays Dan isn't like six foot four or something. No, he's they're not. He's <laughs> no. They're similar. I mean, they're similar. Sometimes the outfits just you can tell the difference between a double and a stand-in because the double 
um, yeah. I think has the exact same outfit and a, and a stand-in who they just use for kind of like lighting purposes. Right. It's similarly yeah. dressed with a couple of small changes. Like they didn't go yeah. to too many extents to give them an exact outfit, you know? So yeah. there's technically, sure. I think, three sets, but you really only see two. It's weird. I don't know how people adjust. They put the other one in the cage. <laughs> no. <laughs> Feed them table scrap. <laughs> no actors in the cage. No, sorry, John. That didn't happen. <laughs> I think there's u- unions to Probably. regulate that. Just a little bit. Something illegal, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. What's, what else? We demand individual cages, please, uh, not just one this is community neat. cage. This is terrible. <laughs> You're terrible. One more thing, too. We had heard this before, but we saw James Phelps, who plays Fred Weasley. He's working as a runner, again. I think he did it last on um, Order of the Phoenix, too, but he's working again on Haplet Prince. I thought that was kind of cool, you know, that these guys are trying to work their career along. I mean, we'd heard that about um, Matt Lewis, you know, and then here's, yeah. you know, they're trying to work their career along. So I think, that I think was- it's a pretty common thing. Really? I think, that, I think um, yeah. I mean, at, le- at least the stories that I've been hearing is just that, you know, they get, you can get work study experience and, you know, they're finishing or wrapping up schooling. I mean, they're they're in the in the middle of an opportunity to uh, to learn from uh, the other departments and things like that that are already there. It makes pretty good sense. Yeah, they yeah. spent a lot of time there. It, it was. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, one more piece of film news: they got a new actress cast for Pansy Parkinson. Oh no! <laughs> and I love her name. Her name is Scarlett Byrne. I mean, Scarlett. Oh, no. Byrne. <laughs> No, like, you know, Rhett, Scarlet, you know, and her, and she's playing Pansy and Draco. I don't know. I'm a goof. Scarlet woman? I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Not so much. Okay. What else is happening this week? Um, congratulations go to the Order of the Phoenix team because they got six nominations at the Empire Awards for Dan and Emma. Both got acting nominations. And it, it was weird because the movie got nominated for Best Overall Film and also got nominated for Best Science Fiction Film. And I... Really? Yeah. Science Fiction. Hmm. Yeah. Do you guys? Do you guys normally think of of the Potter films as science fiction? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> There's nothing scientific about it. I mean, I'm all spaceships fantasy. and aliens. I mean, not, you know. I mean, gosh, that's ridiculous sci-fi. Yeah, it just seemed kind of weird. But then, and also the the score, the soundtrack actually got nominated, um, and so did David Yates. So good. That's good. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And I know, and we're racking up more nominations. Jim Dale also got nominated for an Audi Award. I mean, he's like got like nine or ten of those things. I don't know. He's, but for his uh, recording of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows audiobook, he does the U.S. Whoa. versions for those that don't know. So it's pretty cool. So he's awesome. And then, okay, I'm just blathering on, but um, <laughs> I know. Woo-hoo. And then, and then, and then, okay, I'll breathe. And then. Joe J.K. Rowling gave a new interview to some Spanish paper. I can't. I'm not even going to try and slaughter that name. <laughs> just, I promise I won't. And she uh, said that. Well, although we don't have the complete, uh, we're trying to get a complete translation of the article. But um, she said that the model of the post-return uh, Voldemort world was based on uh, Neville Chamberlain's, you know, uh, pre-Churchill era, which I think was the first time that you know. She openly said that. I don't know, maybe, but you know how he yeah. kind of like denied the return of Nazi Germany. And so that kind of fits. It was kind of, oh. you know. And one more, one more nomination for Joe. She awarded for Joe. She was named, <laughs> I know, keep it a scoreless at home. Um, she was named overall Great Britain of 2007. So you go, Joe. Rock. I wonder, I wonder if when they're doing her calendar, when, you know, Fiddy's sitting there and. <laughs> Everything is color coded. There's like a whole separate color for attending, awards. picking up awards, <laughs> and everything. Because it's 
you might as well at this point. You know, because it was interesting because she got this this award like a couple days, like just very shortly after she was at the South Bank Awards and she was in London. It was the same thing, but she accepted, I guess, via, you know, her home in Edinburgh. So by video. Oh, did they? Yeah. That's cool. So she's like, okay. You know, so maybe was, she does. Was her, was her dogs in the shot? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's that a good question. Cool. I don't know. You, we should ask her the next time she's on, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just racking up good questions. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make so much better use of the time that I did last time. Oh, because mm-hmm. all the talk of bling and dollars was excellently used time. <laughs> That's all things that everybody wanted to know, not just me. I think the value of having Joe say bling though was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Just hearing yeah. J.K. Rowling say the word bling just made my life. There you go. So. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then sad news, have, right? Serious news. And then well, more serious. Uh, the latest updates have occurred in the. Ongoing lawsuit between the Harry Potter, well, the proposed Harry Potter Luxcom book, the publishers of that book, and J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers for all the updates on that situation. You can go to leakynews.com. We've been f- covering it probably more thoroughly than we cover many things, but um, it's a great of great interest to fandom, so we've been uh, trying to follow it really closely. Uh, and that's... <laughs> That's all for now. Um, yeah. We may, it, it, there may come a day thing. where we can just talk about it freely on here. Right now, we're going to just hang on for at least one more week. Yeah. So. Wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. You sounded like Boris and Natasha. Wonderful. Wasn't that? Must be, must be all the Twilight I've been reading. Is that what it is? How very vampire should be. Anybody out there read Twilight? I'm sure a lot of people out there read Twilight. Do you yeah. know what they are, Sue? Uh, yeah, that's the series about the vampires. I know that uh, my my friend, my Hufflepuff hero, is going to be in it. Robert Pattinson is going to be in the film version. Yes. Of Let me tell you, what a perfect role for that guy. I know there's all this like like drama in the Twilight fandom. He's not. He's not the per- vampire. Whatever. He's a very good looking person, and he'll yeah. be a good vampire. I'm curious. Well, I mean, I mean, the guy's written. He's the most perfect guy in every well, way exactly. someone can be perfectly attractive. It has to be such a compliment to cast? be cast. For that you'd role, think you'd think it'd have to be like a CG character, or something, <laughs> yeah, because nobody is possibly that perfect. He's the most gorgeous thing that's ever walked the face of the earth. Most I'd be a little nervous if I was Robert for this. I I'd mean, be like, "How do you prepare for this?" Yeah, gonna have every little eyebrow plucked. <laughs> every how many eyebrows does he have, John? Per- percentage of body fat burned off. <laughs> He he is a beautiful man. I'm just saying, you know. And plus, he's a Hufflepuff, so he will be just fine. No, he's a very good-looking person. Beautiful but the reason, you are, man. That's that's those are big shoes. Those to are that character. But the reason I say it's good for him is that he's. If you've seen him, you know, in Harry Potter, he was this very wholesome character. But if you've seen him at the premieres, if you've seen pictures and stuff, he looks just a little different, a little edgier in person. And I mm-hmm. think that. With a little tweaking of his image, they can make it. They can make it kind of, kind of really good. So yeah, yeah. Tune in next week for more Twilight, Twilight podcast. Cast. <laughs> you know, I've I, there's actually a few, a few of them out there already. You should go to uh, YouTube.com/slash Two Twilighters yeah. with the number two. A couple of girlies uh, talking about Twilight about every day. I bet, so. I bet you don't know either of those girlies, John. No, nah, well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I actually have not read those, so hopefully by next week I'll have the book. They were on my Christmas they're, wish list, but I haven't read them yet. I just, they're pretty quick reads. They're, very, they're faster reads than Harry Potter. 
Yep. Well, that's good. There's only three, right? Actually, they just announced the fourth one is being released August 2nd Ooh. of this year. Well, very cool. That's right when well, we'll be at Terminus, so that'll be fun. There's oh, nothing like... Is that right? <laughs> right before. Oh, that God. is when we'll be at No, it's like two days later. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, it'll come out Could that you imagine week, walking though? around Terminus, watching, looking at everybody with the, with the, with the black no, and red book in their No, they better not. <laughs> You know they will. That's not, that's not right. That's tainted. <laughs> you you know they will. That. It's different. Harry Potter. It's not like Harry Potter. It's 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 a romance series. It's yeah, the best way yeah. to describe it. But um, if you're a guy who's read Twilight, actually, I'll be interested to talk to you. Is I, I feel like I'm still in the minority on that. I think you're in the large, my, large minority, small minority, but I'll, you know what I mean. Yeah, extreme minority of guys. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought there was some pretty good action there towards the end of every book. Well, all right. So, okay. Twilight Cast is over. Let's move yes. on. Okay. To what uh, now? To either Phoenix Files or Bit by Bit. We don't know. Why don't we? Let's, let's, let, me, let, me, let me reach my hand into the bin and pull out. Oh, we're going to the Bit by Bit. Oh. The Bit by Bit. Here it is. All right, bit by bit. Here we are again, bit by bit. <laughs> taking guess what? Guess what? We're taking bit by bit this week, guys. Twilight? Not Twilight. No, oh. that's next month. Oh, we okay. still have a little bit of Deathly Hollows left. So oh, here okay. we are oh. with part one, chapter seven, the Will of Albus Dumbledore, and we take this chapter all the way <laughs> to. Harry and Jenny's little almost moment in Jenny's room. Oh, I like that moment. Yeah, it was almost intense. Almost. So some big, nosy older brother shoved his way in there. All right. Yeah, but okay. Hold on. The the chapter, though. The chapter, we we come on the chapter, and Harry is having one of his Voldy pair Mm -hmm. dreams. Is this the first time in this book that Harry does a little... Voldy, I think it's the magic. first time in a long time. Because yeah. it didn't happen at all during Half-Blood Prince, did it? Uh, I don't think so. I think Voldemort, right, he said, was using Occlumency against Harry uh-huh. in Half-Blood Prince. Right. So. I'm going through and, you know, I'm not. I don't think that. I'm not seeing. Yeah, I think this is the first time, Alyssa. Yeah, because really uh, when, uh, you know, he started mentioning things to Ron when he woke up, Ron was like, I, I thought that was done with dude are you serious yeah Harry's all like don't yeah. tell Hermione and, yeah <laughs> like big bad big bad Hermione I know it's like they're all terrified that she's gonna and, uh, get on them get scolded points off spankings <laughs> well, well maybe Ron would tell Hermione then oh now wow you know I knew wow. I could smell that one coming just before you even said it just, <laughs> here we yeah. go yeah. well I love pats from Hermione you know? well I wasn't gonna go that far Sue oh <gasps> Well, that was a lot better than what you... Never mind. Okay, we're moving <laughs> Is on. It though? Okay, can we move on? We're moving on to Pidwigan. <laughs> That's the end of the book, guys. Anyway. So, he, so they start talking to you about Gregorovich versus Gorgovich, the chaser for the Chutley Cannons, and of course, Ron thinks... <laughs> Oh, clearly you're thinking about a chaser for the Chutley yeah. Cannon. Of course he is. Not something to do with how you have to save the world. <laughs> Forget about Moldemore's return, you know. Just, you know, we're going to focus on the important stuff like Quidditch. Come on, sports. And then what happens, though? He's 17, right? And what does he do, Melissa? Let's, let's, <laughs> wait, wait. What does he do? I love it. Hey, I'm 17. Grabs his wand and does an Accio to be like... <laughs> what would like, you do? Without even... 
without even blinking. I forgot, I'm 17, and grabs his wand and Akio glasses. Like, it's just such a... It's such a such a little boy. I would thing. sit there and lay in my bed and try to do every possible thing with the wand that I would normally need to do. Like, I would bring my toothbrush in. I would pull out some new clothes. I would just totally try to do it all with magic. Because that's like when I got my driver's license. I wanted to enjoy every first minute of it. So the first thing I did was I went down to one of like the busiest streets in town where all the fast food restaurants were. And I ordered one thing from every fast food drive through just because I could. No. So I had like a feast <laughs> of like, you know, I had an egg roll from the Chinese place, a Biggie Fry from, you know, wherever, and chicken nuggets and a taco. And it was the most disgusting. I had the biggest stomachache after this, but I swear. You, you, oh, yeah. I mean, I just because, yeah, because I you could. Drove- but you're suddenly old enough, and you have suddenly have the ability to do so, you you go all out. So that's what I would have done. But you know, so if Harry's just echoing his glasses and making a mess around Ron's room, then I think that's a little underdone by my standard. But but no, listen. So no, that's not underdone. He sent Ron's possessions flying around the room, causing Pigwidgeon to wake up and flutter excitedly around no. his cage. Tried tying the laces of his trainers by magic. The resultant knot took several minutes to untie no. by hand, and purely for the pleasure of it, turned the orange robes and Chudley Cannon's posters bright blue and then Ron says I do your fly by hand yeah. so. <laughs> uh. like I didn't realize I went back on this and I was like did you did, did you really did, yeah did you really put that the, in there? The, these are the moments where you wish that uh, Harry Potter was was called Ron Weasley and the Deathly Hollows because that would have been a hilarious <laughs> scene to see through Ron's eyes and then and, and he also did a little like um made you look yeah yeah he did to Harry because, of course, he said, I'll do your fly by hand. And so Harry looks down at his fly. Yeah. And, of course, it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, like, this is the humor. Yeah. Like, she's doing fly jokes. You know, but that's, so, but that's so cool, though, because it just shows that these are characters that are growing up. I mean, they're, you know, teenagers, you know. And, and she's not shying away from stuff. And I just, you know, I give her credit for that. You know, that makes it more like real world stuff in a magical world. And I just think that's really cool. Oh, and definitely exhibited by Ron's choice of uh, birthday present for Harry. <laughs> completely (laughs) this was classic i love it the the idea that we're all wondering what's it going to take for ron to get a clue about hermione like what's going to have to be spelled out for him and literally he gets a book that spells out you know according to that particular author all the things required and uh, recommended to get the girl that he wants to get of course and um (laughs) To give it to Harry and to give it to him like Harry is now yeah. his young apprentice and Ron yeah, Ron has mastered sorry, the book and yeah, which is really funny when who's the one who marched into a common room full of people and kissed a attractive and popular girl That's that true. would be Harry yeah. see Harry and his instincts also Ron's and sister you got Ron giving him the thumbs up every time he does something that Ron <laughs> read would be good. <laughs> You know, but you make it sound yeah, like but, Ron is like a love stud, you know? That's I mean, what he's so playing it like. <laughs> so he's funny. all like, if only I would have known this Look at this line. Look at this line. You'd be surprised. It's not all about Wanda. That one, either. yeah, what's that all about? Because <laughs> I don't <laughs> think Harry was anticipating there being a lot of spells involved. I was just saying. Wagging your knob about. That's funny. You could just see J.K. Rowling sitting there laughing her butt off yeah. writing that. I know. Uh, but you know, it's so, it's so funny that she came up with these names of these books. I mean, they're just like them. There's, there's a whole market, a whole slew of, like, you know, love relationship books out there, you know. And and I just think that that was hysterical that she came up with that title. 
to charm witches, you know? Oh, hell, it's everywhere. I mean, even, even you know, yeah. the men's health magazines or whatever, it's like, you know, 10 tips from women about, you know, the, from the girl next door, what they want you to... Yeah. Listen, I only read that crap for the fitness articles, of course, because I like to stay in shape. I don't you know, read it for so relationship funny. advice. Because but, I remember reading when I was their age, I was remember reading like Sneaking in Cosmo because that was like such a scandalous magazine when you're like a teenager. You oh, know? yeah. My mother was like, oh, you can't read that trash. You know? <laughs> scandalous. Yeah. For me, it was 17 and that wasn't considered quote unquote trash, no. but it's still, you know, know. It's true. Times have changed, but still. Well, Cosmo has all those quizzes, though. Yeah, that's true. Always did the quizzes. Always the quizzes. Yeah. <laughs> I always like to read the embarrassing stories about who peed their <laughs> pants too. in I like the pool the or whatever. Oh, girls have the funniest <sighs> okay. embarrassing stories. All right, so Tyree's birthday. Yes. Harry's yes. birthday. He gets a watch. I, I gotta say, this next scene really, really moved me. He, he opened up a, a watch, and it said it was very much like the one that Mr. and Mrs. Weasley had given Ron for his 17th. It was gold with stars circling around the face instead of hands. And then this next line. Mrs. Weasley said, I'm afraid it isn't new like, the, like Ron's. It was actually my brother Fabian's. And he wasn't terribly careful with his possessions. It's a bit like, bit dented on the back. I mean, her, her brother, her dead brother, the ones that had fought so bravely against Voldemort, her twin brothers. And, mm-hmm. you know, she kept that watch all this time. And here she gives it to Harry on his... Mm-hmm. I just thought that was... Yeah, and I thought the delivery was was very similar to the way Ron would describe things, like that actually mean a lot, but tries to make them sound like that's not a big deal, so as to try to prepare the person to not, you know, judge them by the fact that it's not in good shape. It's like very kind of unsure of it, but you you know it meant a lot to her. It was her brother's watch, and we know how big a deal. It is uh, for wizards to have a watch like this. Yeah, you almost wonder if that dented was it, it, that it got hurt, you know, damaged in their battle, you know. And here she's kept it all this time, and yeah, and uh, you know, to give it to you know, I mean, that's something you would give to your son, and you know, that she gives it, bestows it on Harry for. for yeah. I just thought that was really a sign of, of you know, you are I view you as somebody treasured in my family, someone I love, and yeah. That's good that yeah. Harry picked up on it too. But I just couldn't go over the fact that he had all that wasted bacon. That oh, just of really, course. I mean, that was so distracting to me because I love bacon. I, I have made no secret of this, and to uh, to waste a whole pack of it on the floor, and to have a not get a second mention. I mean, oh, so you were worried about what happened to that, but you don't suppose like one of like they throw it out to the gnomes or anything? They would do that. You know, you, you know? don't encourage the, the gnomes. Chi- I don't know. I don't know I if owls enjoy bacon or not, but... Oh, maybe. I don't know. No. Uh, okay. I don't know, but, you know, I'm still reeling right. over the fact that, you know, most people go parking or go to the mall. John goes driving up down the fast food aisle in the, in the local town. I, just <laughs> I didn't still. say that was the only thing I did. <laughs> Lord knows I had plenty of parking on my schedule. But uh, I'm just saying, you know, eat me and food. I know, but then and then here you focus it on the bacon. You're distracted by an emotional moment by bacon. Oh, I love you, John. Hey, well, you know, bacon's the real deal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Save okay. us, Melissa. So Hermione tries to take, I know, Hermione gives them a new sneaker scope, which proves sure. useful later. And she, she takes all their stuff, and I love, she says, I'll pack these up for you. I'm nearly done. I'm just waiting for the rest of your underpants to come out of the wash, Ron. <laughs> Are you talking about Ron's underpants or? Uh, yeah, she's doing his underpants. She's washing. She's doing his laundry. Wow. Yeah, 
So, but Hermione is already packing things, and nobody even stops to ask her, like you know, like how she's so freely talking about packing in the, in the kitchen. She's <laughs> getting quite familiar with Ron's unmentionables. I know. I thought that was a little kind of like an intimate thing, kind of like a girlfriend thing that you do. Like you kind of presume that you do. Like okay, do you? I don't know. I just yeah. like that. I was like that. Was like she's so blase about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're in Ginny's uh, room. Into the room for the first time. It's kind of neat to read the description of it, you know, like I wasn't sure, like, would it be like, and you knew it wouldn't be like all frou-frou-y and, and, you know, all ruffly and pink and stuff, but it was kind of neat that, that she had like rock pants, like posters, like, like, like we did, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to have posters of like Sean Cassidy and the Hardy Boys and those kind of Bay City Rollers and those kind of guys up on my wall. But, so she has the wizarding yeah. equivalent. Kind of cool. Yeah. So clearly the idea is to let us know that Jenny is hip and into sports. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Another foreshadowing. Ooh, sports. And a little romantic. Her desk is facing the orchard, yeah. you know? Yeah. Very, very room with a view of her. Yeah. Jenny, it just makes me sad for some reason. Why? Why? Just because she's like, you know, going to get left out of this whole journey. <laughs> she's all like, this is as much as I can do. I can just give you this kiss here. And then, you know, it gets interrupted. And it's just like, so unfair. I love that she says, I wanted you to have something to remember me by. Oh, like, no, it's like I was like, like we're in a, I was waiting for her to like reach into like her underwear drawer or something. What? She's got plenty. You know, no. Everybody has plenty. I know, but still, you know, she's not going to give him her underwear. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not like flinging your bra up there to Tom Jones or whoever that guy was. That old dude, you know, from the Vegas, they throw their bras up on stage. She's not going to be doing that. What? Uh-uh. Okay. Well, I mean, to each their own, I guess. <laughs> anyway, so Ginny wants something to remember him by, just in case there's some Vila <laughs> while <Yeah>. they're out. <laughs> Harry's like, uh, oh, Vila? Not so yeah. much. And then it's sexy time, kind of. Ooh, sexy time. For how many seconds? About three, yeah. I would guess. Just like he's yeah. never kissed before. Mm, but that's so it was romantic. better than better than liquor. Better than he's pie. a drunk. He's used to liquor. Yeah. No, the best is when he does have the yeah. liquor and everything starts coming out a yeah. little louder than it was supposed to. Yeah. yeah. So yes, he's shaving. He's had liquor, and now he's got I lots mean, of kisses. Oh. The only thing missing was a punch in the nose to run. No, I think that punch in the nose comes a second later Pretty when he walks yeah. in. <laughs> Not a literal punch in the nose. Like a punch of course, in the gut. Like ah. Into the heart. Yeah, I like how they. I like how she described it though, like how Hermione was out of breath and chasing after him, yeah. like, like Ron was down there, like arguing with her about, you know, I gotta stop this. This isn't right. I need to go up here. You know, he can't do this. And Ronnie's like, leave him alone. Leave him alone. And yeah, Ron runs up the stairs, and Hermione's chasing him. Too late. Yeah, totally. That's. I'm sure that's exactly what was going on. You know. I know. You think they would? I mean, if only they had a little bit of force thought to, uh, you know, lock the door or do a silence charm or something. Or this didn't look like a carefully planned expedition. It wasn't. Huh? It was to Jenny. She was like, you know, she didn't just randomly decide at one point to be like, okay, maybe I'll just bring Harry up here, like in a second later, bring him. She probably had this all planned out, all what she wanted to say. Probably was a little nervous about it. Underdeveloped plan, Jenny. I'm sorry. Well, I don't think she's done this a lot of times, John. Well, she had plenty of time to think about it. Do you think there's really a lot of locks on bedroom doors in the Wesley house? When I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to there have a lock. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, then you get mm-hmm. older and it's like... It's just called whatever. a little... You know, I guess Ginny can't use any spells, but... Mm. What would be the point? But also, I mean, yeah. Ron would have gotten through it. Like, look, like Ron, Ron clearly ran, <laughs> you yeah. know, ran to see what was going on. I mean, he got... you have Gret and Forge as your brothers. Are you kidding me? You would have no privacy. There'd be no way. They'd be pointless. You know, they're the master pickers, lock pickers. Mm, you know? I don't know. See, I don't. I can't see Fred and George having a heart giving. You know, caring too much about uh, Harry and Jane together. Oh well, yeah, but I mean. As much as Ron. No, Ron, for some reason, seems way more protective than Fred and George. Well, Ron is staring right in the same fate yeah. that Harry is. They're off to right. do this together. Ron doesn't want Ginny with somebody yeah. who's going to end up That's dead. That's just crap, though, because Harry's his friend. Does is, is, is Ron you know, care so much for Ginny and so little for Harry that he doesn't want them to have happiness, even no. just for a little while? You know, just because of how much it's going to hurt if something happens to Harry. Because, newsflash, it's going to hurt Jenny if something happens to Harry, regardless if they're officially dating or if they're just, you know, crushing from afar. So, leave him alone. No, but Ron but Ron knows how upset... Ron saw what Harry didn't, which is how upset Jenny mm-hmm. was after, after year six, and he didn't want that happening again when he goes away. Bah. I don't know. But look what Harry says. She's not an idiot. She knows it can't happen. She's not expecting us to to end right. up married. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> oh, it's wrong. I haven't got to the epilogue oh, yet. Sh- darn. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> well, All right. Speaking of the rest of the book, mm-hmm. that's where we'll stop. Yes. Next time on Bit by Bit. By bit. Harry's birthday Ooh, party. will happen. And then the minister shows up and At ruins Harry's everybody's birthday fun. Party. He's such a party pooper. Let's get it going. Phoenix Files coming up. Right around the corner. That was very musical. We have a finally, we have a musical intro to our Phoenix Files, John. That was Superman, actually. <laughs> so there you I go. We're the f- Superman, the Star Wars, the Star Trek. I get everything mixed up because it's all similar. It's all John Williams, yeah. usually. It's all well, you know, this is Oscar month, so that, yeah, that makes sense that you're doing, we're talking movies and you're doing the And will we have the Oscars? Is there going to be an Oscars, though? Sounds like mm. there will be. I don't think so. But the, they no, no, no. They've, the- no that they've hammered out some sort of something and they have a couple they still have things to work out but they're optimistic and if that's yeah. true then Stephen clovis will be able to pick up the pencil and start Yay. writing again so get the lead out yeah somebody needs to buy <clears throat> two separate notebooks one for each movie just a little just a little push <laughs> i am of that opinion yeah. as well i would enjoy that immensely kirsten dunston re- i just went to entertainment weekly to try and find out <laughs> well i wanted to find out some more about the oscar strike just in case mm-hmm. uh, oscar yeah. strike the act whatever the writer strike yeah. in case there's been an update that i missed um and kirsten johnson's in, re- in rehab yeah there's a lot of people going Aww. in there now <laughs> it's like a party there's a club in miami here called rehab and everybody's like hey, i'm going to rehab tonight yeah it's so cool i'm going to rehab like yeah you guys are just i wish i could be that cool well, it's, so, it's, it's like the tragedy of Amy Winehouse, who's a fabulous singer, sings that song, and, you know, look at her life. Yeah. It's tragic. So, okay, let's go to happy things. We're talking movies. We're talking happy things. <laughs> yes. We're talking snogging. <gasps> We're talking about all Harry's snog- big snogs. 
It is. It's, uh, this is just Snogcast. It Let's is. just turn it into Snogcast. Snogcast. That's what it should be called. Snogcast. Mm-hmm. Ooh, fun. Snogcast. Smooch, baby. Sorry. Dance with the Snogcast. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> I realized, guys, while we were going over this stuff, that this is about the halfway point of Aww. Order of the Phoenix. Ooh, yay. Aww. What are we going to do if we finish Phoenix Files? I think well, maybe we'll be we'll... just in time for Half-Blood No, we're going to go and do uh, Chamber of Secrets Files. No. Oh, we are? No. Yes. No. no. We're going we're gonna to do 20-minute segments no. for every three minutes of Chamber of Secrets. No, that movie's forever and a day maybe, long. Maybe three minute segments for every 20 minutes of Chamber of Secrets. No. How about that? Well, this is a long time ago. Nobody cares anymore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we would care, but like, it's no. not like vital. We should do, we should do, we should like figure out how many weeks we have left and like, like just divvy it up or do like a, like an overall. How about, how about we do such. <laughs> They both say, uh oh. <laughs> we do suggestions for the Deathly Hollows movie. Oh, there we go. I like Until Half Blood Prince good. comes. Let's do, it. Let's do I it. I like it. Me too. Okay. It's a plan, right. baby. It's a plan. Cool. Let's get back to snogging. Okay. Well. Anyway, here we are. We, the last DA class was letting out. Mm hmm. And uh, Fred and George are like, hey, you want me to get in the way of your making out for a little bit no, and talk to you about things? No, but you jumped ahead. You jumped ahead. Because Ron and Hermione are all next to Harry. They're like, bye, Harry. See you in the common room. They're giving each other looks. They're giving looks to yeah. Harry. Yeah. They're giving looks to Cho, <laughs> so, who's, who's sort of separating herself from the pack. Like, everybody knows that there's a kiss coming except for, like, Harry, you know? Yeah. Oh, and Fred and George, obviously. Well, and Fred and George. But they got commerce on the mind. Come on. you know. They're like, hey, Harry, I got to tell you about... Give us, give Umbridge pus-filled boils right on her. Okay, guys, yeah. thank you. It's like that's brilliant. Now get out of here. I'm getting Mac on. Oh, but it's so sad. She goes and she stands in front of the, the centric picture. Yeah, I know. It's like get over it already. John, make out with Harry now. John, that's what your purpose is. No. <laughs> what? But John, you're totally right. As soon as they start kissing. Yeah. Ced- the Cedric in the picture gives a little like he per- puckers out his lips. Yeah, and he looks he's pissed. all like, mm. <laughs> "What are you doing? <laughs> Hitting on my chick? Pack Come off. on, Edward!" I just can't believe they thought to do that. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's really funny. So he, you know, he did do a new new scene. You know, we had heard <laughs> that oh, you know, Robert Pattinson was going to do one secret thing for you know, as and a, that was it. Coming back as a ghost. Yeah, go Cedric. Ghost. Going boo, you're messing with my girl. Back off. Harry. See, that's what fascinates me about photographs and portraits and things is that, like, a person can be dead, but the person can also experience new emotions that they didn't have, you know, reasons to feel while they were alive, like being jealous of Harry kissing his girlfriend. Well, I don't think that really I, happens in the photos in, in J.K. Rowling's world. I think that was just a little touch they added in the movies. Because yeah. think yeah, like about the. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, okay. sorry, Sue. No, I was going to say you're right because it's distinctly different between the portraits and the photos because they're right. just like the Weasleys all wave, but that's just like you what know what they did when when they took the picture, but they don't like constantly react, you know. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like think a, it's of what like that would mean book. for like think of what that would mean for like adult magazines. Well, um, no, 
No, John, you <laughs> have to kind go of there. Magic, magic technology you, is possible. You, I dare you to ask J.K. Rowling about that the next time she's on. <laughs> you know what? She will answer me honestly. She will. I, doubt, I, know. I guarantee it. She no. will. She will take it. To, no, sure Wizard porn is not acceptable. Totally no, seriously. I don't she will take the You tell that to this fandom that Wizard porn is not acceptable. Not, not Let's see what they to say. Talk to Joe about. <laughs> I know Wizard porn exists extensively oh in God. our fandom, but I'm saying talk to Joe. You don't want to talk about porn. You think Joe's naive to this? <laughs> no, she's not. I know she is, but I don't want to waste our time with Joe when you're talking about porn. I mean, will this fandom think it's a waste of time to ask Joe about this? <laughs> Joe Rowling is not for porn. Come on, just that's the next song. Shall we? I want, I want that on a T-shirt. Joe Rowling is not for porn. That's the, that's a perfect filk of of dot com. Every Q. It is, yeah. and you're not. Oh God, breathe, breathe. breathe. A bunch of Joe Rowling puppets <laughs> dancing around. This is not going in the show notes. We're not having the word porn on Leaky anywhere. Thank you. I think it's like a safe word filter on our comments. Is it? Good. It comes up as a frowny face or something. You're going to be surprised when we get three times the number of downloads for this show. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can we move on from that, please? I I pledge. I, I will... I will take that pledge. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Oh, so here comes the long-awaited snogging. You know, I was waiting to see how they were going to film this. Maybe I was thinking, maybe I watched too much Innocence, kind of like Sound of Music. You know, you are 16 going on 17. I'm going to snog you sweetly. You know, yeah. I thought it would be that. But there's this big dramatic, first the snargles or whatever, nargles or drop yeah. down from the ceiling, you know. Were they nargles or were they just like uh, cute little flower it's growing? Mistletoe. It's mistletoe. It's mistletoe. It's all that cute little accent that Cho goes, mistletoe. But who who do you think required it that the room gave it to them? Mm. That's got to be a Cho. Harry's not romantic like that with Cho. Or is the room romantic? Yeah. The room sucks that somebody needed a kick in the butt and gave it mistletoe? There you go. It's possible. It's Hogwarts. But they're they're oblivious to it. They're not even looking at it. They don't know what's happening. Yeah, but that was the deciding factor. Cho says mistletoe and Harry's like, all right, I got an excuse. Going in for the yeah. kill. That's true. You know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when they were talking about filming that, and Dan's like, "Yeah, we had to shoot it like a bunch of times. It was awesome." Like, okay. But it was just, and but then they kiss itself though. It was just this big, swooping, long, like roundabout. I don't know. Just yeah, it's like they knew what was going on. It wasn't like some kind of fl- flimsy little first kiss. They had been practicing on their pillows. Yeah. Well, so. Cho knew what she was doing. Yeah. Well, Cho, <laughs> Lord help us, Cho knew what she was doing. John! What? Look at I mean, She's dating older men, and... Well, but he's still. not older. Well, Cedric was a year older, wasn't was it? Wait, he was, yeah, he was a year older than yeah. Cho, but Cho's a year older yeah. than Harry. Well, so, you know... Well, no, Cedric was two years older, wasn't he? Was he in mm-hmm. sixth year or seventh year in, for, in the fourth book? Yeah, he's in the sixth year. Because everybody's yeah. all like, Cho, Cho's going yeah. in. I mean, C- yeah. Cedric's going in. He's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he just yeah. had his 17th so. birthday. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we can't. I'm sorry. I take it back. He can't be. He can't be 17 in September if, yeah. if, if you're not a senior. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. That would have made Cho in her fifth year and Cedric in his seventh year. No, I'm confused. I don't think that's true. Um, he, had, he had to be 17 at some point, though, right, to get his name out of the goblet, right? Because that's why Fred and George were all pissed, because they weren't 17. 
So we don't know when yeah. Cedric's birthday was, actually. Well, Fred and George leave in the fifth book. Um, and there's the, Hold on a second. I got it right here. Hang on. Right, because they tried to do their magic, that age line thing, right? And they got there. Yes, he so was in his seventh year. How come I... He's three wah, years older wah. than Harry. Cho is one year older yeah. than Harry. So yeah. Cho was dating two years above. Yeah. Ergo, Cho put out. John! John! What? She did not. You what did. A, dating older is not putting out. How is she going to keep his interest? Oh, my God. Send your emails now to John Noe. That sound is me stunned. a big old jerk. I can't believe you said that. I'm 100% kidding. Uh-huh, sure. Cho is a total sweetheart. He was there for her personality 100%. No. You're talking about Cedric, not Cho. What? You're talking about Cedric, not Cho. Oh, oh, Cedric. Yes, he's all gentlemen. Well, you're not saying that they didn't snog or make out. I mean, come on, no one's saying that, but it doesn't mean that she's like some big harlot, some big tramp. You know, come on. <laughs> I, don't think, you know. I don't think putting out makes you a harlot or a tramp. Well, you're just, but you're saying, it's just, I mean, oh, oh, I'm not even going to have this conversation. Let's move this along. So it was, you know, in the book, it was very sweet how like the tears were trickling down. You know, he's standing really closer. And I was just, I was hoping it to be a little bit sweeter than it was. But it was still a nice kiss. It was romantic. And, you know. You know, I'll give give it a six out of ten. Six and a half. You know what? No, I don't think he was a 17. He was in seventh year. I'm sorry. I'm very confused. He was a fifth year in Prisoner of Azkaban. So he was a sixth year in Goblet of Fire. The Fire. Are you sure? I'm going to get the book. Hang on. He was a, he's a fifth year. He's a fifth year in prisoner, which means he's a sixth year in goblet, which means he dies at the end of his sixth year. That took a long you time. Win. I didn't win go. it. I got I contradicted myself six times. But there. <laughs> <laughs> but the mystery is resolved. There we but go. But I don't I don't get it. Because I thought it was virtually impossible to be seventeen in your sixth year. No, Ron turned seventeen in the sixth year, I take it back. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So that is, or it has nothing turn- to do. It has nothing to do, though. Was you know? I mean, so she was dating an older guy. Okay, fine. But this is her relationship with her and Harry, and this is you know Harry's yeah. first kiss and his you know first real romance, and you know. And, and it's crap because Cho cannot stop thinking about Cedric. He's crying about him, and you know, trying to fill the void with Harry. Harry's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just here for the makeout, and. um he goes back and reports to his buddies about it, and they're all cracking up. And Why? Why were they funny? Why, why was it funny? I didn't get it. I mean, I can get how Ron was being kind of goofy and, and funny, yeah. but Hermione just started laughing out of nowhere. But Hermione was all like, yeah. you know, well, you have to understand how hard it is, you know, for Cho. And, you know, they got the whole emotional range of a teaspoon joke in there. And then they started giggling because it was like, oh, my God, you didn't just say that about Ron, Hermione. It just seemed kind of immature, you know, just kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's supposed to be like nervous laughter why she's doing that because she's been thinking about it or she's been experiencing with Victor. You know, I don't know. Who knows? I think it's it's just trying to be like, hey, they're real real teenage kids and this is, you know, stuff that we talk about too in Harry Potter movies and here's them being real and laughing. I remember a quote from somewhere. Somebody said something like, there's a moment in the film where the trio, they just laugh, and it's the most honest and true laughter. And at that moment, it wasn't even, you know, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. That was Dan, Emma, and Rupert just having fun. You know, it's like, okay, I'll I'll believe it. Sure. That's cool. I I can totally see them doing that scene over and over again, getting sick of it, and just losing it at one take. And they're like, good, we've got it. Yeah. Perfect. Moving on. 
Yeah, I'm 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 glad that there was that light moment, but I don't know. Yeah. Um seemed a little strange. Yeah. You know what? It's like they, they probably figure it in the editing room, they're like, Okay, um <clears throat> Sirius is gonna die. Um Dumbledore's not talking to Harry. Well um having these visions. We need something that will make people smile. Well, but in the terms of the pacing of the movie, because we know what scene is coming next is what we're going to talk about next week. And that's a very intense thing. I mean, it happens mm. in the book that way. It's very intense. And, when, and you know, it's when they are attack on Arthur. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he gets done snogging. He's had this great moment with Cho, wakes up, you know, he has that dream. And then he's the snake and the snake. is so, It's such a great contrast. So I guess maybe they were trying to lighten it to, to emphasize the shockingness of what's going to happen next, you know, I'll maybe in terms that. of films, you know. I don't know. I'm not. Right. Well, then let's let's give that let that be our tease for next week. Yes. Ooh, it's a good tease. Yeah. Snake tease. I don't like Cho. Oh, Cho! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> that was even better than I thought it was going to be. Oh my! And we had a double in there. That's you. brilliant. Hey, why are you so fast? I don't know. That was an accident. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Time for the end. Welcome to Scurvy 5, the five-minute podcast of Leaky Cauldron's premier essay project, Scurvulous. I'm Erin Arcalthios, and I have with me today Linda or Mosaic. Hello. And Beth or Looney Love. Hey, guys. So to start off, we wanted to remind you guys that the call for March 1st is Spoof Essays, which will be published on April 1st. So what better time than April 1st for a bit of fun and silliness? you have a good idea of what the 12 fail-safe ways to charm witches are, or if you have evidence about Crumblehorn Sorkaks that would make the front page of the Quibbler, we want to see your versions of magical literature. Delve into Hogwarts textbooks and tell us about the home life and social habits of British muggles, or tell us about how to unfog the future. Or you could give us a chapter about a prefect to gain power, a Daily Prophet article about the Triwizard Tournament. Just have fun. The possibilities are nearly endless. So for inspiration, visit the Harry Potter lexicons list of books and give us your essays. Yep, that sounds great to me. In fact, I have to say that the spoof essay, the spoof issues are like my favorite issues every year. And um, I hope we get lots of essays. And if I get inspired, I might write one myself. Oh, I hope you do, Erin. Yours are always so funny. <laughs> Thank you. But today, we're talking about the ever-popular Dumbledore again. He's uh, He's been about as popular as Snape lately. Oh, absolutely. Um, in issue 21 of Scribulus, we had the first... Th- we had three essays with three different angles on Dumbledore. One of them was by Sarah Putnam Park. It was called Dumbledorian Ethics, How Albus Dumbledore Combines utilitarianism and compassion that's right uh linda yep that essay is about utilitarianism ethics and it's really deep at least that's what i thought uh sarah mentioned several things that i really found valuable in that essay but the main thing is that she felt dumbledore was able to know when to apply moral rules and when not to in order to maximize the morally good outcome in situations and i actually agree with this myself I think that he um, gauged secret, you know, when secrets were needed 
and that uh, when he manipulated people, he did so to kind of bring them to the outcome they would desire anyway. But she goes even farther than that. She says that Dumbledore basically trained Harry to be able to sacrifice himself, and it's an interesting idea that may be true. It really is an interesting idea, and utilitarian ethics always do spark a lot of good debate, so I'm kind of excited to see what everyone on the forum is going to have to say about that essay. Um, Another one we've got in issue 21 is The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore by Theowen. Yeah, and this essay is really different from the first one we just talked about. Um, It takes a whole different angle on Dumbledore. It argues that he was, quote, a lying, ruthless chess master who should have spared more honesty and respect for the two men he had sacrificed, talking, of course, about Snape and Harry. So it's a compelling argument in some ways. Um, It contrasts the utilitarian ethics essay because it argues that Dumbledore broke moral rules to get the job done, though the author Theowen does admit that he was probably right and that was the only way she still felt his choices cast him in a very negative light. That's right, Linda. Um, there are some valid criticisms of Dumbledore in that essay. So the first one, um, the utilitarian ethics essay, says his tough choices show he was morally wise and leading Harry towards sacrifice was an act of good. And in the lies, uh, Life and Lies essay, uh, the author argues that he was too ruthless and should have been more honest with his lieutenants, you know, meaning Snape and Harry. Um, the last essay takes a different angle as well. It is Albus Dumbledore, Saint, Sinner, and Harry's True Father. And it's by LB4075. Uh, yeah, Aaron, we've got lots of different angles on Dumbledore this month. Uh, this essay actually focuses on how both Harry and we as readers start seeing Dumbledore as a father figure. But as Harry grows up, we realize that Dumbledore really isn't perfect after all. This is something we all experience as children, and it's, it's really painful when you realize that your parents just aren't perfect. But the author reminds us that Dumbledore doesn't really have to be perfect for us and Harry to love him. Exactly. You know, it's really kind of an important lesson, I think. And it, I think it's highly possible that Joe is making that point to the reader. So I'm really glad that the essay pointed that out. Yeah, me too. That's great, ladies. Um, I think these essays are all three worth reading. And if you want to chew on some some of the different ideas of Albus Dumbledore, you can check them out in issue 21 of Scribulus. I also want to mention that nearly all of our previous essays are converted to the new system now so that they should be accessible for people to read on the web. Woohoo! Woohoo! That's right. And so if you want to check them out, go to www.scribulus.com. And thank you, and we will see you next week. Bye! Bye, everyone. Bye! You know, I, I still can't get over you, John. I have this image between you and the fast food mobile and, and your little <laughs> Mr. Snogging cast. I don't know what I'm going to do with you, you tonight. It's just <laughs> People are... You know, if only I would have had one of those little, those that giant Oscar Mayer wiener cards oh my God. to make that fast food trip. It would have been more appropriate. That's awesome. Have you? I've seen that many times in New Orleans, especially down around Mardi Gras. They always have that, and it's really hysterical. To see. I actually saw it once. I have a picture with yeah. it. Did you? No, you did not go up by that big giant hot dog car. No, I'm not kidding. Yeah, I forget where I was. and I might have been like in grade school at the time. It's <laughs> awesome. I don't know. Yeah, good times. <laughs> good times. Some people take pictures yeah. with with famous people. Others like John oh, yeah. take pictures with giant it made the mystery meat food. food. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of mystery meat, mm. um, something's coming up. 
Mystery. Um, you just in 2009. To mystery me? What mystery could that be? Hmm. Did you just compare it to Mystery Me? He did. It's, I, I, you know, I'm sure there'll be meat there, and it is kind of a mystery. Okay. Lord, um, we, I mean, careful listeners of podcasts know this already, but just in case. Very careful listeners. Very careful. I was not obvious at all in uh, my accidental... God! Okay, so, yeah, that was great. We accidentally announced this already, but for those of you who have been asking, the event that we're planning in Boston in 2009 is a full-blown conference uh, for Whoa, fans. wait a second, wait a yeah. second. A conference, like, a fan conference? A fan conference, yeah. Yay! Like, <laughs> yep. like conferences similar to previous conferences, like... like Terminus. Um, like Terminus, mm-hmm. and... Uh, um, prophecy, Phoenix and prophecy and Phoenix Rising. Yep. Just like those, those kind of things. Just like those. Yep. Dang. And yeah, and um, we are we're going full bore, and it's going to be a charity uh, to benefit charity. Other conferences have had an educational um, cause. Ours ours is a charitable one. We're going to be benefiting Book Aid International as well as the Harry Potter Alliance. Uh, it's shaping up so wonderfully i can't even tell you we will have so much more information for you in the future in the future how you can get involved what kind of activities it's going to be different than any kind you've seen um we will definitely be having live podcasts not just podcasts but other ones as well um we'll be having wizard rock we'll be having rock there's a castle at the hotel so we'll be having a, a, a big ball at the castle it's really wonderful it's at a place called the boston park plaza yeah. Beautiful, um, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, really, go- I have no uh, idea how we managed to get this hotel. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm particularly excited for the, the special um, keynote event on that Saturday. Is the house self sacrifice? Oh no, no. <laughs> yes. No. Everybody hops in a potato sack, akin to what the house elves wear as their traditional garments. And I will be. Gone. And uh, we race across the hall. And. Anyway, make your plans now. Um, it is it is May twenty first to twenty fourth of two thousand and nine. That's Memorial Day weekend for those keeping track. That's perfect. And, I've got yeah, the it's great. Off. And we've got a great room rate for the hotel, and we've got um, great ideas on on travel and and letting you know about the Boston area. There's never been a conference in Boston proper. There has been one in Salem before, which is nearby, uh, but never one in, in the main city of Boston. Mm-hmm. We will. Um, we will be doing trips to... I mean, there, there's so much going on. MJ and Stephanie from Leaky have been have been heading up the committees. We've got a whole youth programming track. It's going to be it's going to aim to be really, really family-friendly as well as general fan-friendly. And it's going to be really centered around f- celebrating Harry Potter as we know it. Uh, celebrating the book, celebrating canon, celebrating Joe, celebrating... The fandom. This time that we've had together yeah. in the fandom. Yeah. Oh, so, so exciting. Yeah. Celebrating the future of... Our lovely fandom, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because no more books doesn't mean no more fans. That's right. Definitely not. Though, I think question on everybody's mind, of course, is what can they expect for food at the opening feasts and closing feasts and things like this? Are you cooking for us, John? I, I hope to be able to influence the menu at some point. We'll oh. be having good food. Don't worry. We are not getting burritos at every place for the banquet. I'm no. just saying. At any place. I mean, are you kidding? I mean, what if they were, like, house-colored burritos? John! What? No! no. I'm not gonna... Okay. No! Not no. at every meal. It's fine. <laughs> okay. You can go have burritos as much as you want, okay? Is there any Chipotle's in Boston? I, I'm Boston? sure there are. Boston you go people have fun. out there? We'll see you. Anybody who lives in Boston? Oh. 
Anyway, uh, Boston is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful city. We've got so much, so many fun announcements coming. So oh, keep gosh. an eye on leakycon.com. Woo. You can bet we're going to be talking about it here a lot. I cannot wait. Heck, yeah. Is it too early to register once the site goes online? Mm-hmm. Uh, the registration form is not online yet, but it will be shortly. But I would encourage you to make your room yeah. reservation now because Memorial Day is a hot weekend as it is. You want to oh. get it. You know, you want to get it now, and we have the lowest rate for the rooms that yep. you can get Definitely. for that hotel, and and of many of the similar hotels in the area. So, which is why we went with this hotel. Yeah. So, but it's a castle. It's by the castle, people. I'm just saying. But yeah, if you do it through our site, we'll get you to the to the best rate you can find. And right, exactly. There's a castle, and it's a gorgeous hotel. It's gonna be wonderful. I can't wait. Rocking. Uh, we'll have information on how you can sign up to be to be involved soon. I'm not doing a sack race against you, John. I am not. Of course. Every there's gonna be no, a No, we're not having a house elf tournament. No. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is your persistence in trying to smirch my house again and the actually, house elves is pathetic. You know, it's the the game is canon actually. If you remember from when we had Joe on the show, might have been while you were running to the, ran to the bathroom, uh-huh. she talked about how um, they had Wizarding World sack races with the house elves where they would put the house elf no. in the actual sack and then get in the sack with no. them and then jump up and down proceedingly across the across the line. The house elf didn't enjoy it too much, but it's uh, it's where the guys that got the name and tradition from. No, they did not have a whack-a-sack house elf game. They did not have this in the Wizarding World, I will tell you right now. Well, it was kind no. of just in the pureblood pure community, but... You can't, you can't picture Lucius Malfoy in a sack race? You know, I'm really tempted to say something about Lucius Malfoy in the sack, but we're moving along. What? You know, hey, it was your fault. It's your fault. Your whole fault for this whole know, cast. I don't, I don't know okay. how often Lucius Malfoy goes in the sack with a house elf. Okay, okay. Can I break this up? I wasn't saying with the house elf. Hey, hey! Consult, <laughs> have We've had enough of that kind of talk on this podcast. I'm done. It's his fault. <laughs> it is his fault. I take you on that literally. I think it's a full moon tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, lots, lots more stuff coming up in the future. Speaking of cons, we're going to be at Terminus 2008. You can, there'll be a live podcast and lots of other stuff. Go to Terminus2008.org. Oh, yeah. Hmm? I said, oh, hex, yeah. Oh, hex, yeah. August, first week of August 2000, this 2000. And <laughs> what are we in? 2008? Yes. Yeah. Um, 2008. <laughs> we'll have, we'll be also going to be doing a couple of, um, presentations together we'll be doing another podcasting presentation the three of us and Ooh. some other stuff Ooh. so keep it tuned here cool beans busy i think busy, i think busy. i want to do my own panel about cooking wizarding foods you can't because it is now closed ah, ah. but you could do that at, at leaky con everybody who wants to learn my recipes and yes we've invited for butter beers and crab not there's nothing with crab nothing is there with crab. what am i thinking cockroach clusters oh john no crab clusters. No. Well, anyway, um, do it. As you heard last a couple weeks it. ago, we accidentally invited Ace uh, Ace of Cakes guy Duff to LeakyCon, so we're going to hold no him to it. No accident there. We, we, hope we, we did it on yeah. purpose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Melly. No, it wasn't accidental <laughs> to invite him, but we accidentally <laughs> aired the clip because we weren't supposed to talk <laughs> that, about it. Oh, that, was that was the accident. That was the accident. But we definitely want him to come, so if you're a big fan of the show, keep writing him and let him know that we're we're still going to bother him about that. He's a he's a huge Potter fan, and he lives pretty close, awesome. so yeah. we'll work on him. We're going to work on him. Hopefully we can do, can do fun stuff. 
Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll do a panel with me and teach everybody how to make cockroach cluster cake. Fun. That would be awesome. Or, or cauldron cakes. Le- everybody can walk out of there with their own cauldron cake. That would be great, man. Nice. You know how dope best. that would be? That would be the best. That'd be the most popular thing there. You'd line up a bunch of tables. Everybody gets their own ingredients. Oh, that'd be sweet. Seriously, guy, I've been... I've been reading about what what everybody's what what our planning committees are are have in store, and it's awesome. going to be something really so, special. So, get out your calendars, mark those days off, mark them off now. Awesome. Rock, what a great cast! Although it was smut cast, not snog cast, but we. This really was it's, kind of. What do you want for a snogging cast? No. I'm appalled. It's true. Yeah. I mean, this is almost Valentine's Day. Oh, you got a good point. I guess so. Love is kind of in the air, sort of. Okay, well that makes yeah. sure. If anybody wants to send me cookies for Valentine's Day, I'll give you my apartment address. No, there's no, there's no. Don't don't send to the PO box right now. We're in a bit of a transition, so hang hang tight. We're gonna give you a new PO box address pretty soon. No, you give them my address. I'll never see the cookies otherwise. Go ahead, go give them your address. All right, nine one five Northwest First Avenue. No. Did I really give him my address? Uh, it's up to you. I don't I think did, you should. I did it, it once before. Yeah, but it was a P.O. box, wasn't it? No, it was Yeah, but you're, going, you're, uh, you're full, but go ahead. <laughs> it's totally up to you, John. I don't know. It is in Miami. 33136. I wouldn't. If you hassle my apartment security, <laughs> then they won't let you in. The level of your shamelessness continues. First it was the burritos. Now we're begging for cookies. Just Well, it's Valentine's Day. I need some love. Come on. Okay, guys. Speaking of Valentine's love, I have no idea where I'm going with that, but the gist of it is I, I'm leaving. Sounds, sounds like a good transition. Let's get the rock out of here. Rock on! Woohoo! Bye, everyone. Bye! Until... Until next show, we keep twiddling your dials. The next password will be LeakyCon. Woo! Keep each other snugly s- snug and safe. No. <laughs> Sorry, Sue. <laughs> Sorry. Guys, this is the most fun I've had recording a show in a long time. <clears throat> keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Bobby is free. Oh, and about time to... We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you two don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) (laughs) We interrupt this podcast because we didn't know the years on this. You know, I'm ashamed I don't know. It'll be hard to edit to make us sound smart. A failure of Hufflepuff have let him down. Oh, surely that's not 100% the blame. Mm. I don't remember. <laughs> I actually don't. <laughs> you said <so> bad. 